We're going to do something a little different today. How many of you have already listened to Christmas music? How many of you? Okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, honestly, I started once the first Cool Front hit, so I'm incorrigible. But um, this has been fun for me this, this whole fall season, and we're not done with Love 101. Um, I've got a couple more to share with you. But uh, today I thought we'd do something different since today's the first official Sunday of the Christmas season. Uh, I wanted to, to get a, a few couples up here to share with you some of the ways they've made Christmas meaningful in their families. Uh, so whether, you're, whether you've got kids or whether you're married with no kids, whether you're single, I hope this is going to be meaningful for you to hear how some other families, some other uh, Christians have celebrated Christmas down through the years. So I want to introduce them to you. If y'all would go ahead and come on up. Uh, this is Ronnie and Rita Gay McGarrahan and Tom and Diane Ribble and Greg and Jocelyn Hallbauer. So uh, they're going to answer some questions this morning. Mostly really hard Bible trivia, actually, is what I mean. <laughs> Paul, yeah, Paul's the answer. I've got two microphones, so I'll give that one to y'all, and y'all can pass it along. Uh, so this, this is Rita Gay and Ronnie, and this is Greg and Jocelyn, and this is Diane and Tom, and these are some really great folks. Uh, some of you know them if you've been in church a while. Uh, some of you don't, but you'll want to get to know them. These are some really good people. Um, but first, I, I just wanted y'all to share, how did you meet and how long have you been married? Well, we were... Uh friends, couple friends. He was married to Ginger and I was married to Butch. And we had a mutual couple friend that introduced us and we used to get together and visit and play games and stuff when we were first married. Uh, many, many, many years later, uh, we were put in a situation where we married. I was divorced. I'd been divorced 11 years. And I had two little girls. Ronnie and Ginger were still married through those years. And then uh, Ginger passed away. She had cancer and left him with three children. Um, so 11 years had passed in my life and about how many in yours? Through five? Yeah, I'll like that. five more. And um, we got reacquainted and married and we've been married almost 35 years and we've raised I had the two girls he had the three was two girls and a boy and we had five children and that was enough we didn't need any more but uh, the youngest his son was eight when we married and my oldest was 17 and then three other girls followed in between And our dog was female, too. <laughs> it was a house full of ladies. You were outnumbered, right? Yeah. My name is Greg Hallbauer. We've been married 28 years. Uh, we met in a freshman music theory class at Baylor. And I was not impressed at first. She had pink paper. Pink paper and some funky pens, and I didn't know who this girl was, but... Um, we became very good friends and started going to Columbus Avenue Baptist Church together. And uh, we got married after we graduated. We have three boys. 
Grant is in physical therapy school at Baylor. He's 23. Gage is a junior at Baylor. He's 21. And then we have Garrett, who is 14, and he's a sophomore. 15. He's a sophomore at Connor High School. Uh, I'm, I'm Tom Ribble, my wife Diane. Uh, we've been married 61 years. Uh, we first met in fifth grade. Uh, weren't really fond of each other at that time, but uh, uh, by eighth grade, we were, we were pretty much uh, uh, going together for the simple reason that she invited me to a youth group. I was not raised in a church home, and she invited me to a youth group, and uh, uh, it's been a blessing ever since then. We have two, two daughters two son-in-laws and five grandchildren. Uh, youngest grandchild is uh, 25. Uh, and uh, we've been blessed to the point where they all have uh, accepted Christ and, and are uh, uh, heavily involved in the churches that they go to. So we've been blessed the whole, our whole life. Where did y'all grow up, by the way? Uh, we grew up in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I was raised in Moline, uh, born in Moline, Illinois, and Diane was born in Chicago. And we we went to uh, the Brethren Church that our parents were uh, members of, and uh, it, it's just been a blessing ever since. So, thank you. All right, all right. So, first Christmas-related question: What would you say is your favorite family Christmas tradition? Y'all want to start since you have the mic? Yes. We have this uh, tradition that uh, we make rice pudding, and we put them in little cups, and in one of the cups is a nut of some sort, and then the person that gets the cup with the nut gets a prize. Uh, this was a tradition that we had in my family, and we carry it on, and uh, the grands look so forward to it every year. And when mother passed away, um, our daughters at her funeral, well, she had a big dinner planned. And um, the girls went to a grocery store and bought rice pudding and did the tradition for grandma. Hmm. You were telling me your, your parents were from another country, right? Yes, both my parents um, are from Denmark. I'm a first generation American. And they came to America and met here and then went back to Denmark on their honeymoon. Wow. Thanks. I grew up in a very um, Christian home. Daddy was a deacon. Both my parents are very, very musical. As a child, um, we would, there were six of us, and we would go to bed at night with Daddy at the organ and Mother at the piano and playing, and that's how we went to sleep mostly every night. And Mother would sing, Someday it'll all be over. <laughs> That was her favorite song. <laughs> so our favorite Christmas tradition, is that what the question was? Mm -hmm. um, probably the thing we have done the most consistently uh, is to have Christmas Eve be a focus on uh, Christ's birth. Um, we came from two very different styles of doing Christmas. Um, 
And so we have worked over the years to try to blend that. And some years, um, we've been better at that than others. Um, but what we have done the most consistently, I would say, is Christmas Eve. Now, it has changed um, as the boys grew. When they were really little, um, it was harder for them to sit still. But we would try to open one gift on Christmas Eve and then somehow focus on the story of Christmas. So um, when they were really little, I brought some props. Um, there's this box called What God Wants for Christmas, and it's called an interactive nativity. And, you know, you don't have to have the box. You can do it your own way. But each box has a, um, has a number on it. And so you tell a little part of the Christmas story, and you take out what's in the box. And so this is the angel. And so it goes into the little nativity. And then you do the next one. And so it kind of made the, the Christmas story a little bit more interactive. And I always had the little preschool nativity. You know, I don't know if they Fisher make Price. that anymore, the Fisher-Price one. Um, and so it was fun, you know, with boys to watch them play with it. And the camel would battle the, you know, the, the shepherd, and, you know. Um, but... Then we would read, as they grew older, it would be, we would read um, Luke 2. And when they got old enough, we would uh, divide it up between the boys and have them read it. And it didn't matter if we were celebrating with his family or mine, um, because we have had a very uh, consistent alternating between one Christmas with his family and the next one with mine, um, just to keep the grandparents involved. Um, then we would open one gift, and it can be elaborate or not elaborate. We were very elaborate at times, and all had matching pajamas, and did the pajama picture, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and usually, I'm sure did the a, boys were real excited about pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, sometimes it just depends on how much time you have during the year, during that Christmas season, how elaborate it is. So that's been the thing we've done the most consistently. And then in, we'd wake up in the morning and do Santa or whatever. Well, we have several traditions, of course, everybody does. One of the ones that uh, I was going to talk about was uh, we had, like to do hidden gifts. Um, we would hide one gift for each child, and we would make about four clues to where you had to go to progressive clue to find the next clue. And, uh, of course, Regan and I would know how to start them out. We would give them the first clue. And they were disappointed if we didn't think about doing that. So that became a real important part of our Christmas. And then you want to talk about, similar to the Hall Buyers, but our, our Christmas with the uh, Nativity. Yes, with the Nativity. And we did the same as the Hall Buyers. We did on Christmas Eve usually because just less going on then. And we wanted them to be focused on the real meaning of Christmas, not just Santa. And uh, I brought also some props, but I, I don't have them up here because I thought that might take too long, but very similar to what she has, except it was a homemade one. And I know some of you in here know Pauline Englehart and Kiefer 
and Pauline, we taught Sunday school, seventh grade Sunday school with Pauline, and she um, created her own little program, so to speak, and she had very tiny little nativity scenes. I mean, they weren't any bigger than this. And she wrapped them individually and numbered them. And then uh, she passed them out, and uh, she told the class they needed to be totally quiet during, during this time. And she read the Christmas story. And as she read, she would call out the numbers to place on a table. And uh, the first one being Joseph, number two is Mary, and she called those two first, and they placed them there. She read another scripture, and they placed the third one there, which was baby Jesus, and so on with the animals and all until she finished. And then at the end, we all quoted John 3.16, and after that, we sang Silent Night. Now, no one spoke during that time, just Pauline. So we have done that in our own family. And since all of them are spread now, we're going to do it this year. We haven't done it in an, maybe 10 years since the grandchildren were small. So we're going to revisit that. And uh, I'm going to take, I, I have several nativity scenes, so I'm going to take one that has at least 20 pieces in it so all of the kids can participate in this. Okay. Well, good. Well, here, how about for your, for your own soul? I mean, how do you keep your own focus on, on the birth of Christ beyond just, I guess my question is, what, is there anything special you do from a devotional standpoint for yourself to focus your heart on the season this time of year? Well, fortunately, I'm in the choir or maybe that's unfortunately for Robert, I don't know. But uh, we start uh, September singing Christmas music, which is just perfect for me. And I think, too, uh, studying, going ahead and, and reading about the birth of Jesus early on just makes it, makes you more aware of what it really is about because you can get so caught up in Black Friday, and from there on, the shopping takes over. The decorating is important. Baking is important. All the other things are important, too, but not as important as Jesus' birth. Well, for me, um, I know Robert's proud I'm not in the choir. But, uh, <laughs> I, I like to focus on other needs uh, in the community, people I know that don't have the same opportunity that I have or have had. And uh, there are several that are uh, homebound and I try to use that time of the year to visit them. Uh, usually I'll leave more cheered up than when I went in. Uh, it's a blessing to me to do that. So I feel like you know, just uh, giving to the needs of others is what's important to me at that time of year. One year I found out about a family at through my work, that single mom, three kids, had nothing. She, she had no money. I mean, they were not going to have anything for Christmas. And so we just sort of adopted them and uh, took Christmas presents over. And I, I still remember showing up at their house and how curious the kids were as to what we had with us. And 
um, how meaningful it was to our kids whenever we took gifts over to another family. Uh, so personally, for my own soul, um, I have used a variety of Advent reading books, and it would start December 1, and you read uh, a devotional often written by someone uh, either that is a famous writer from the past, or I think you even gave us one one year. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is very, uh, uh, gives you 25 days to kind of prep for Christmas. It has a devotional, uh, scripture reading, and then sometimes it'll have a song that goes with it. So We have uh, several family traditions, and um, we always have a pork roast dinner, and um, then we have uh, devotions. We go sit around uh, in the living room, and uh, we sing Christmas carols, and then uh, Tom always reads the Bible story. Sometimes when the children were smaller, they acted out the Bible story that they learned from their church and all. And then we have a tradition also, it comes from my family, where uh, we have rice pudding. Did I already say that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh And then um, we sing carols, and then we have our gift. Uh, Normally, uh, about this time of year, uh, uh, in in the not-too-distant past, our, our life group has reached out every year to somebody or some something which we all get involved in, which, which really brings the, the meaning of Christmas to us to, to aid or to, to uh, uh, assist somebody or to honor somebody. Uh, and I think that brings Christmas into focus on everybody that's, that's in the class that's involved in it. Uh, this year, we are uh, uh, having what we refer to as uh, blessing bags. Uh, we are uh, going to pass out to all the firemen and uh, uh, ETMs a, a bag of goodies this year for our, our class's project. Uh, and that really, it's, a, it's about love. And, and reaching out to, to somebody to say thank you or may God bless you or, or bring them the, the feeling that we've had, at least in my way of looking at, we've had ever since we've been married. And, and that's just a, a, a bond that, that uh, is in the community that you just say thank you for whatever you're doing or however you're doing it. So... Uh, that's really what, what Christmas is all about, is reaching out to somebody else and, and showing them the love that you have. Tom, how many, how many do you all have in your life group about? Uh, right now we have uh, and, about 140, not, account, not county associates. Uh, that's about the third or fourth time, fourth time, I guess, that we've been that high uh, three other classes have started off of our class. Uh, our class is open to anybody that wants to start a class. Uh, they're more than welcome to. But it's, it's been a, a, a blessing 
to all of us, I think, for the 20 years, 20, 22 years that the class has been there. So uh, it works, folks. It works. <laughs> it's all about friendships and love so, yep. and Christ. I've had, I've had visitors tell me, what is, what's up with the uplifters? They drug me there the other day. They basically you know, grabbed me by the hand and pulled me there. So that's part of why they've grown so much. Uh, so one more question, um, kind of related to the last one, but you know, Christmas is unfortunately a really stressful time. You've got, you've got to get gifts for so many different people. Uh, you've got financial issues because obviously you're spending more money that month than usual. Um, you've got to get things ready for parties. You've got to get ready for people coming in from out of town. Your kids are going nuts. What do you, what do, you do? And, and you know, you've, some people suffer more depression than usual at the, at the holidays. What advice do you have for people to make Christmas less stressful? What can you, do you have any, any tips? I would say, look, look at it, look at it on the, the, the blessing side of it. Uh, we enjoy the Christmas music. We, we, uh, uh, we were talking a little bit ago. Uh, there's little bitty stresses that's in your life every day. <laughs> I can't remember a, a Christmas that I would call really stressful. It's just been it's just been a a fun time in 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 the year for for watching the 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 young people grow the 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 uh, uh, the love that's out there the the uh, happiness that it brings that you you see uh, stress. I guess it's been there. I don't think it's been a, a big issue as far as I'm concerned. We talked about that, too, because um, we've been married so long, but yet Christmas isn't stressful at all. We can't think of a, it's more we look forward to having our family together and our traditions. We have a lot of traditions that we do from Thanksgiving to Christmas, and um, it's a, attending church services and shopping together. When the girls were little, we went to the gallery and ice skate, and we just did a lot of things that made it a fun time from Thanksgiving through Christmas. Okay. So, yes, stress with a capital S. It can be extremely stressful racing around. I think probably mom feels it maybe more than dad because you're in charge of the meals, you're in charge of all the gifts, everything has to be right, the kids have to be cute, they need to be in the picture, the Christmas cards need to be out, where are all the addresses, what do you mean, what do you mean? The, the computer is down, the address list is on it. It all culminates, and then there's in-laws, and there's my parents, and whose year is it? Are we going to mail gifts? Well, your family wants to give to all, and mine wants to exchange names, and now we have a son that's engaged, and is she coming? Is she not? And, you know, it's just... So, um, I have not done it right every year. <laughs> but I will say that, the you know, as we've, you know, we've been married... 28 years, the things that were so, so, so important when they were little, um, like, you know, how many gifts they get, or are you going to read the Christmas story, Christmas Eve, or are you going to go to the Christmas Eve service? Is it the 4 o'clock or is it the 7 o'clock? You know, just, uh, what's for dinner? 
uh, what time are you going to eat? Are you going to include the in-laws? Do we need to reach out to the neighbors across the street? I mean, the, the most important thing is how uh, I respond. So it is, there is a lot of busy. It reminds me of traffic at Thanksgiving. Why everyone is on the road at the same time. You know, it's that way at Christmas because it's all culminating to one day. So it's not like normal life. It's not, it's totally different because it all culminates to one day. So uh, the most important thing to me has been the boys are only going to remember how mom acted. Um, for example, if I'm angry because we're not having the traditional dressing, mother-in-law is making a different one, <laughs> this is going to wreck the whole thing, and, you know, I, I let that infect me, which it does. It does affect you. Um, or there are too many gifts under this tree for, for this child, and this one's not going to have enough. And, or he's late. My dessert is not going to be the same because he's late. The candles are melting. It's getting all over the antique. Um, the main thing is how do I respond to it? Because that is what is going to be remembered. They are not going to remember who, whether the in-laws gave the best gift that was better than my parents. The boys are not going to remember that. They're not going to remember what translation you read the, the Christmas story out of. They're not going to remember whether you woke up at 5 or 7 to open the gifts. They're really not going to even remember if their brother got two more gifts than them. They, but they will remember how mom and dad were, were acting. And so... I try to do everything I can to minimize my response that is negative. So, you know, what are the most important things? The most important thing is kindness. The most important thing is involvement. Did I include my parents? Uh, was I kind to my husband? Amen. Did I bark? <laughs> Did I bark at the child, you know, I, and just slowing everything down. It doesn't really matter which service you, are, you attend. It doesn't really matter what time you open the presents. I mean, it feels like at the moment that it really does matter. But looking from this side of it, which they have so many more, but I bet y'all would agree that it's it, all those little things that you get all fussed up about, they really don't matter when you look back from here and you have adult children and they're thinking about starting their own families. It's the feeling. If there was fighting and anger and mom was in a bad mood and somebody walked out and slammed the door. and You know, I really, really have tried to not let that be the thing that the kids remembered. So if there's any way to slow it down for you. And how does that look? I don't know, because you know, I don't know what your family's like, but to slow it down and think about what really, really matters. Um, there. It's okay to do less. It's okay to give fewer gifts. Even within the same family, it's okay to draw numbers among siblings. So all you have to do is take 
each child to buy one gift rather than each child to buy four gifts or three gifts and just make it a little more special. Maybe decorate the bag or, you know, make a bigger deal or have a, a trail to the gift, you know, and hide it in the, the dryer or in the refrigerator, you know, something fun like that. But take time for yourself too. Keep going to exercise. Don't, don't forget that you need to go to sleep. Don't stay up all night putting together a bicycle on Christmas Eve. That's the dumbest thing that we do as dads is saving our assemblies until midnight when the, we know the kids are in REM sleep and then they're going to be up at four looking for the gift. And then you feel like a jerk the whole day because you're grumpy. So put your stuff together early. Make time for yourself. Keep exercising. Go to the gym. Eat right. Do all those things so that you can take care of yourself um, during the time. He's a doctor, by the way. <laughs> this is a way that we have learned to reduce stress, and it helps being our age. We quit inviting the kids home. We invite ourselves to their house. <laughs> We do, we do still get together, at least a whole family. Our family, as she said, is large. I think we have 16 grand. and with Fourteen, that, but two married. With two married. So that's 16. And then with all the daughters and the son we have and their spouses, we have a big family. So it can get stressful if you let it. Uh, and, and you're right. Uh, I think the women tend to get more stressed because they're responsible for I don't like buying gifts, so guess yeah. who gets that privilege? And she likes shopping. I don't. Mm -hmm. So um, it can be a stressful time, especially, I think, for your wife or, or the lady in the, in the family. So um, I'm kind of joking about the kids. We love our kids and grandkids, but uh, it has helped. Uh, now they volunteer, actually, for us to come. They change it. The four daughters moved around. Our son, they moved the Christmas or Thanksgiving around so that we can visit different ones, but all the family shows up. So for us... It's a, it's a good deal for us, and yeah. that's relieved a lot of stress. Okay. Well, I agree with what Jocelyn had to say, too. Uh, but there's some other ways to relieve stress, and, uh, you know, you don't have to wait to Black Friday to start shopping. With the number of children and grandchildren we have, I shop all year long and watch for sales, and a lot of times you get a lot better sale when it's not right at Christmas time, and you probably know that by now. If not, start looking for it because it saves you a lot of money. And spending is stressful. And I think you can do with a lot less or a lot nicer things, and it works just as well. You can put uh, girls, you can get some really nice looking paper plates and you might want to shop at the dollar store and I was at the Dollar Tree getting some uh, gift bags and was standing in line and this has been a, probably six weeks ago and apparently their Christmas dishes had come in I didn't even know they had Christmas dishes I'm talking really some little pottery dishes and the lady in front of me had her basket overflowing and was still going to the back, bringing up pottery dishes, regular dish. They had holly berries around them. 
very pretty, and she had bowls to match. She was getting a set of 12 for her family. She said she does that. When, when they break, she comes back and gets more. But she keeps those for Christmas. She didn't go to Macy's or Dillard's or any place like that to pick them up. She had red chargers to set them on. She had some other decorations, too. I didn't look at all of that, but she took about 15 minutes just unloading her cart for them to check her out. And then she went out and loaded them in her Escalade. So she could afford, apparently, to be at Nordstrom's and getting her china. But I admired her for what she had done. So it just told me that what I, my feelings about the stress and trying to wait to the last minute to go and shop and get things you could have been getting along all year. Uh, after Christmas sales are a good time to go when you can get stuff for 75% off. So to me, that relieves a lot of stress because you do have a lot to spend for at Christmas. Good stuff. Uh, you know, in this whole series, we've been talking about knowing the people in your life. If you're married, know your spouse. If you if you got kids, know. And like Jocelyn said, how you respond to stress is going to affect how they remember Christmas. Uh, for us guys who are married, what can we do to make it less stressful for our wives? Because like these ladies have said, it falls on them. Most of us can't cook. Most of us can't wrap presents. Goodness gracious. Most of us can't decorate. Yeah, but what can we do? Maybe we need to ask and say, what can I do this year to make this a better Christmas for you so you're not up at 2 a.m. Uh, Christmas morning? So good stuff. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Get to know these folks when you see them uh, today and then when you see them in the future. They're good people to know. And uh, God, bless, God has blessed us with a lot of really great people in this church. So uh, I'm glad we've had this time together for you to get to know each other, but it's good to get to know people outside your age group too. So thank these folks for us this morning.